From the WMSA Newsroom, I'm Bob LaRue. State police have identified the Stockholm couple who died late last Friday afternoon as the result of carbon monoxide poisoning at their home on County Road 49. Troopers said yesterday that 64-year-old Michael Durant and his wife, 55-year-old Pamela, were found deceased inside their home around 4.30 p.m. Friday. A preliminary investigation revealed that the couple died as a result of high levels of carbon monoxide inside the residence. Their bodies were transported to Messina Memorial Hospital where autopsies were scheduled yesterday. The results have not been released. The case remains under investigation. The weekend brought 32 new coronavirus cases to St. Lawrence County, but 55 more recovered individuals. County Public Health reports that active cases dropped back from 140 last week to 113 yesterday. Currently, 11 people are hospitalized. Total cases since the pandemic began, 7,123. No new deaths were reported. Messina still leads the county in active cases, but is down from 31 to 21, followed by Potsdam, which rose from 9 to 13. All of the remaining towns are at 9 or less, with 13 towns having zero cases. Franklin County Public Health reported just four new coronavirus cases yesterday, with only one new recovery. Active cases are up from 43 to 46. Tracing quarantines also correspondingly increased from 178 to 182. No new deaths were recorded. The Moira area leads the county with a surge to 20 active cases and 43 people in tracing. St. Regis Mohawk Reservation reported three new cases yesterday for a total of six. All of the remaining towns are at 10 cases or less, with 13 towns having zero cases. Yesterday marked the opening of the high school spring sports season, with golfers the first to take to the outdoor sports. Their schedule is on time, but softball, baseball, and lacrosse are two to three weeks later than usual. The delay allowed the fall two sports season to take place, with football, volleyball, and girls swimming, which ended over the weekend. Those higher-risk sports were not allowed to take place last fall, while the COVID virus ramped back up in a second wave. As part of the ongoing St. Regis Mohawk Tribe's legal complaint against Monsanto for exposure to PCB contamination, the company will be conducting property inspections in the Akwesasne community today and tomorrow. The tribe filed the complaint in November 2018. Today's inspection will be conducted on land, while tomorrow's inspection will take place on the water. It will entail 12 individuals driving around the Akwesasne community to photograph, take GPS coordinates, and walk around certain properties. A member of the St. Regis Mohawk Tribe's Environmental Division will be accompanying the inspection. The purpose of inspecting the tribal properties allows Monsanto's defense team to visually inspect the damages. Individual property owners have the right to grant consent to those inspections. The St. Regis Mohawk Tribe and Native American Fellowship of the Assemblies of God announced yesterday that a free food distribution will be held today. Free food boxes will be available for all Akwesasne community members from 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at the former Mohawk Bingo Palace building. The event follows the successful distribution of nearly 1,300 free food boxes of fresh fruit, milk, chicken, yogurt, and other perishable items for each of the previous two weeks.
The new 2020 census figures were released yesterday with good news and bad news for New York State. The good news is the state's population grew by 4% over the last 10 years, but the bad news, the state came up 89 people short of the number needed to retain its 27 seats in Congress. Therefore, New York will lose one representative in Congress with the next election in 2022. The reason other states grew faster than New York, also losing one seat each were California, Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. Governor Andrew Cuomo announced yesterday that the great New York State Fair in Syracuse will be returning this year with a full run from August 20th to September 6th. The governor said New Yorkers and visitors across the country will be able to again enjoy the attractions, but with all the necessary safety precautions in place. He called it an important step toward the full return of New York's largest events as we continue to reopen and reimagine our state's economy following a year of COVID pandemic. However, the governor's announcement left county fair operators wondering what that means for their events this year. No mention was made regarding the local events this summer. Fair organizers are calling on the state for guidance as soon as possible with such events just three months away. Are wage investigations being carried out in a timely fashion by the state labor department? A report by the New York State Comptroller's Office found that in a sample of 150 cases from April 2016 to November 2019, 69 times, or 46% of the time, investigators did not make contact with the employer within 60 days of creating a wage investigation case, as recommended in its procedures. In fact, 37% of the time, first contact did not occur for more than 120 days, including 13 cases for which contact with the employee did not occur until after more than a year had passed. Auditors identified 24 cases with no documented investigation activities for significant periods of time, including two cases with gaps of more than two years. Only 56 cases were reported as closed and paid, and auditors said in nine cases they could not determine whether the 976 claimants in those cases received any recovered wages, totaling nearly $414,000. From the WMSA Newsroom, I'm Bob LaRue.